0: Hi there, and welcome to 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One, the podcast that solves all your freelance problems one at a time. I'm your co-host, Michelle Pratt. I run a business called Dive Deeper Development. It's a personal training and coaching business for self-employed people. And I'm Katie Carlisle, your other host, and I run The Wheel Exists, which is a Squarespace web design business. Uh, today's topic, we're going to talk about motivation. So what happens when we lack it and how to get it back when we lose our mojo. Um, Katie, you speak to loads of freelancers every week. And I know this one comes up in a lot of conversations. We always have a bit of a joke about how we struggle to find the motivations sometimes. What do you think it makes, what makes it challenging for freelancers?
1: I think when you're a freelancer, you, you're, you're kind of thrust into this world of... Um, utter freedom and with that comes a slight lack of structure so when you're in the when you're employed you generally have a bit of a framework to work within and you've got accountability to people and there's certain expectations and certain things that you've got to do on a day-to-day basis and you're generally expected to show up and do these things so it gives you some structure and if you're a freelancer then you're basically in charge of the design of your week. Unless you've actually got kind of specific client meetings or or customer kind of projects that you're working on or if you're working in-house for somebody, you're in charge of the design of how your, your day, your week, your month looks like. And actually that can be a bit overwhelming. And I think that can have an impact in on, on your motivation um, just because of the the kind of... The sheer overwhelm of everything—it's that thing of kind of almost because you can do anything,
0: you do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think freedom is great, but ambiguity is a bitch. Like a lack of decor, lack, of, a lack of decoration, a lack of direction um, can can really kill your, your motivation dead.
1: Yeah, I think so, and and um, I think as well if you're not really clear on on your your. And what so so if you've lost your motivation, then there's something kind of missing, and a lot of the time that's got to do with not being able to associate your kind of purpose or this is a phrase you use all the time your why yeah I've finding your why. why. Um, I think if you haven't got that that why, if you can't link what you want to do with that end goal, then it isn't as motivating. So, if for example you wanted a better work life balance. And that's why you went freelance. Sometimes if you forget that that's why you're actually doing it, if you're kind of getting really stuck in the, the detail of the work and, you know, you're, you're kind of head down. So if it were me, for example, you know, so making a website or something, and if I was just feeling a bit stuck or if I just was feeling really uninspired for the actual work itself, that could be because I'd lost sight of why I actually went freelance in the first place and what what kind of the reward was for that work that I was doing I mean actually as it happens I generally enjoy doing the work itself but sometimes I struggle to get into that frame of mind where I actually want to sit down and focus so I think remembering why you got into it in the first place can really help in terms of getting your motivation and if you if you feel like detached from all of the good things about freelancing yeah. then I think that's probably the worst bit that's the thing that's the, the least Motivating is if you've just kind of fallen out of love with it a little bit because you've forgotten
0: or you don't have access to all the benefits that you can get as a freelancer. Yeah, you've got to motivate yourself, haven't you? And I think that's the thing. It, it's hard to be your own taskmaster. So as, as annoying as it is to have a boss sometimes, having someone else cracking the whip, um, give, instilling that sense of urgency or lighting a fire beneath you if something isn't getting done, or dangling that reward, like you say, that, that reward in front of you, um, having someone else to hold you accountable to that is definitely a lot easier. And I think a lot of us are much uh, more likely to get uh, get up and get stuff done if we've got someone there standing over us. And of course, as you say, when you're when you a freelance, then it's all on you. Exactly. You've, you've got to motivate
1: yourself and get yourself going. And I think we, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago when we talked about isolation in episode five, we talked about where you get your energy from. So if you're somebody that gets a lot of your energy and you feel invigorated after you've been around people, and for whatever reason you've not been around people anymore, then all of a sudden when you're feeling uninspired and you're feeling low that can really really make it hard to get motivated so I think that's one of the challenges as well is that is if if you get your energy from being one of the people freelancing is quite an isolated profession sometimes then that has an impact on how well you work because if you're just generally feeling a bit flat everything's going to be harder
0: Yeah, and if you've got struggles or challenges ahead. Sometimes you do feel like you're facing them alone. And, like I say, that is pretty demotivating. And sometimes the payoff isn't till some way off in the future. You know, it's all right when you get the invoice getting paid, but quite often you've got to wait for that payment to turn up. Exactly, exactly. Or for the thank you, not just the money, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, there were some massive, massive benefits of being freelance. So, like, I've been quite open in blog posts and stuff about the fact that I've suffered from anxiety a lot in my working life. And going freelance was amazing in a lot of ways because it meant that I could manage my days based on my anxiety. But one of the things that I have noticed is that it's got benefits and disadvantages. It it can actually make, my anxiety can actually have a bigger impact on my work now than when I was in an employed job. And that's because really the honest thing is I can kind of hold myself together and get through a working day if I have to. So what, what was happening in my previous job was that I was kind of using all of my energy to get through the day and pull myself together and kind of sort of push my anxiety to one side so I could be professional at work and get through that day. But that meant that my home life was miserable for my partner, for my friends, because it was all coming out at the end of the working day. So I was quite productive at work, but that anxiety had to go somewhere. And so it was just a really difficult time for, me and my partner, it was, you know, I I didn't feel as motivated to see friends and what have you and see family. And so from a work perspective, being employed was better, but from a life perspective it was rubbish. So now I'm freelance, what I do find is that my home life is markedly improved because I'm able to to kind of take the time when I need it. If I you know if I'm not in a position where I feel like I'm able to work. But I do think sometimes that anxiety kind of overlaps with the motivation stuff so sometimes I'm just if I'm feeling really anxious I just feel rubbish I'm like no I'm not going to do work now I'm going to do it at a later date when I feel better but sometimes I think I give myself a bit of an excuse and sometimes I think I do go oh actually I'm not feeling up to it today but actually I think some of that time I'm just not most I'm just not feeling motivated it's not actually my anxiety so I think sometimes again it's it's almost easy to give yourself permission to not do the work and go, oh, well, I'm just not feeling motivated today. Yeah, and you so, can do that when you're your own boss. Yeah, well, but only to a certain extent before all of a sudden you've got the work piling up and you actually still need to find the time to do that work. So I think if you're going to do that, then you just need to be really careful and manage what you're taking on and what you're committing to. And I sometimes do find myself overcommitting. I'm trying to reduce that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think sometimes it's... it's that That's what can get in the way for me. And sometimes it's motivation, sometimes it's anxiety, and sometimes the, the the difference between the two is,
0: is quite fuzzy. I think it's hard to pick out. Like sometimes you are, if you've had a lack of sleep or you're feeling ill, um yeah like you say sometimes you should plow on and then sometimes you give you know you give yourself permission to take it easy and it's more a question of not having the motivation so you have to make that judgment call you know um is it a lack of motivation i just need to crack on or, or do i need to give myself a break and it's hard to make that decision on your own sometimes exactly and i think there is this sort of myth
1: of the creative freelancer as well where well, you know there's, there's this person who who only works when they're when they're inspired and they have <laughs> and they have their muse and they they you know and, and actually the reality is for others that so we don't. Most of us don't have the luxury of only working when we're super one hundred percent motivated and inspired. Most of us have to just knuckle down and do the work at some point. And like, yeah, there's things that we can do, and we're going to look at those in this episode to get your mojo back and to help you to feel more inspired. But sometimes you just got to. If you've got a deadline, you just have to do the work. And actually, often by starting the work, that can lead to you feeling more motivated. Definitely. Um. So, but I think yeah, I think sometimes you'll have people go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I work in the mornings after I've done my morning yoga and meditation and when I feel most inspired and it's like, that's lovely, but that's probably not the reality of most of us who drag ourselves out of bed and look a bit of a sorry state and if we can manage to go to the gym, we look like a sweaty mess, not the, the beautiful yoga we've seen on, the, on <laughs> in the, Instagram on or whatever. Instagram, exactly.
0: Yeah. I like the idea of having a muse, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so I think, I, I guess, like, there's so much there's so much stuff around motivation out there and like you say instagram is is kind of platitudes yeah yeah a lot of motivational demotivation so like how does motivation work? Like you read a lot about this stuff
0: as part of your kind of development stuff. What do people get wrong about motivation? How does it work? Yeah, it's interesting. Like motiv- motivation isn't a like a hormone. It isn't like something a surgeon can open you up and find your motivation centre or inject you with more of it. It's definitely to do with the way that you see things and um, yeah, like you said, that, that sense of purpose is really, really important. And we'll come on to a bit more about that in a second. But I think one of the biggest mistakes people make with motivation is, you mentioned it, Katie, and um, people think that the way that motivation works is you feel in you have inspiration, like you say, that creative freelancer, then you feel motivation, and then you act. But that's not the reality. In reality, you act. Then the, through the act of actually doing something, you feel motivated and from feeling motivated, you then generate the inspiration. So it's it's a real pain in the backside that it works that way around. You, th- you, know, you want to feel motivated before you do something, but the reality is you just need to crack on and do something and then the motivation comes. There's something about the energy that you get. And of course, when you put energy in, you're more likely to get it back. So yeah, the biggest mistake I think is people wait for motivation before they really throw themselves in but unfortunately sometimes we just have to do it the other way around oh that's
1: rubbish no it is rubbish isn't it <laughs> as well it is
0: it's the worst feeling when you're just sort of sat there going i don't know what to do Or oh, i really wish i could be bothered It's waiting for it to strike yeah it, but... <laughs> but it never strikes it never comes when you need it most unfortunately so everyone's got their own motivation tips what what should we be looking out for so there's a few things i think uh, there's a lot of motivation theory out there I would suggest that the, there's two types of motivation you need to pay attention to and perhaps look out for. So most people have heard of to, towards and away motivation. If you haven't, it, it's quite simply, to, if you're towards using towards motivation, then you're motivated towards something you want to achieve, like a career or business goal. And if you're using away motivation, you're getting away from something that you don't want. Now, you might say, what's the difference? Well, um, a good example is when I p- p- first became self-employed, I left a corporate, I didn't want to do what I'd been doing before. And that was my motivation. Now, if you asked me, I'd probably have said, oh, I want to be self-employed. I want to run my own business. But the reality was, deep down, I just didn't want to be doing what I was doing before. And that's fine because I felt burnt out and I felt pretty yucky. And in no time at all, within a couple of months, sure enough, I wasn't doing what I did before. And I felt better. But unfortunately, I didn't really know what I was going to move towards. So the minute I got away from feeling rubbish about what I'd done previously, I kind of lacked the motivation to act. I didn't know which way to turn because, like you said, I didn't know what my why was. So I know what I don't want, but I don't know what I do want. On the other hand, I have a friend who ran a kind of a hotel business on a canal barges which is really really cool and I asked her the question did you start this business because you wanted to get away from what you were doing before or you moving towards what you really wanted and she said Michelle I wanted to do this I wanted to work in hospitality but I also wanted this lifestyle as well she said you have to be towards motivated you you've got to be focused towards this because you really want it otherwise you're not going to push through the hard times and keep going all the way to you've got it so it's a tough question for people to answer but i'd say definitely think about where if you know what you're moving away from uh, rubbish job uninteresting things poor money no work-life balance that's fine that's going to give you a kick up the backside to get going but you'll also need to ask yourself like you said, Katie, your why? What's the purpose? What are you trying to achieve? And it doesn't have to be some super worthy like, oh, God, oh it's no. my calling to be a web designer. I'm going to save the world. Well, yeah, you know, through web design. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you not save the world through web design? I, do. I don't. <laughs> think <Obviously>. so. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be that kind of that that, that sort of. Oh yeah, I want I want to be the next, like philanthropist extraordinaire or whatever. Like it could just be something as simple as I want to spend more time with my family. Absolutely. And. know i want i want i want time to spend on side projects or like i want to earn more money although that's going i guess it's going towards something else because what's the money for
0: true but then what do you want the money for a lifestyle for example yeah
1: yeah so you know you want to move to a particular country or a different part of the country and that's motivating and your your
0: freelance lifestyle will help you do that that's a towards motivation It's going to pick you up when you when you're feeling down. I mean, the, the one typical one is weight loss. Most people lose weight when they look at their holiday photos and think, "Oh God, I look terrible." They'll keep going on their diet until they've lost enough that they don't feel rubbish anymore. But unless they've got a strong towards motivation, they won't keep going until they reach that ideal body. It's the same in business. The other type of motivation I suggest to look out for is intrinsic versus extrinsic, or internal versus external motivation as well. So if you are extrinsically motivated, you're you're taking your motivation from external sources so the promise of a reward or uh, whether it be that money recognition status um, but also through external threats so what's going to happen to you if you don't do it a bit like your tax return you know you're going to get a fine from HRMC if you don't do it that's pretty good motivation to get going it doesn't feel good but um, sure enough you'll get it done intrinsic motivation is just internal so uh, you know for yourself when you're doing a good job or you're just internally motivated to do it for your own satisfaction or because it meets your own goals and again this is important too because if we rely too much on extrinsic motivation For example, we might only do things if we hold ourselves publicly accountable, which is great while other people are playing along and holding us to account, but if those people stopped holding you accountable, would you keep doing what you're doing? And if the answer is no, you could come unstuck because you're always beholden to the actions of others to keep yourself going. Whereas you're intrinsically motivated, you're much more likely to keep going because you know for yourself that it's worth doing. In reality, a bit of both is really helpful. We all need our internal drive, but we also need a kick up the backside sometimes yeah. too.
1: <laughs> it's nice to have a little
0: bit of accountability
1: as well as the
0: uh, internal
1: intrinsic motivation sometimes. Yeah,
0: one without the other doesn't usually work. So a good question for you if you're listening to this is, do I have both types of motivation? Am I just relying on myself to motivate myself? But equally, am I just uh, do I know what my own internal reference points are, which is really important. So we'll have a look in a minute
1: about how we can kind of look at those motivations and what practical things we can do to kind of get more motivated but what before we do that like Michelle you've read a, a ton of stuff about motivation and and why we're kind of wired to behave how
0: we are what do some of the what's kind of some of the expert theories about it god there's loads of them out there the most famous ones are people like um Hertzberg or uh, Maslow so you've, you may have heard of those if you're listening to this podcast they talk about um, hygiene factors, or they believe there's certain motivation factors. Hygiene factors? Hygiene factors was Hertzberg's <laughs> sexy word for it, which doesn't sound very How good.
1: How much do you smell?
0: Not really, although that would be a motivator to have a wash. Um, Hertzberg and, and Maslow, to an extent, Maslow had a nice pyramid, and at the bottom he put kind of the essentials, such as safety, survival, food, shelter. Um, Hertzberg, similarly, I think if you turn Maslow's triangle on the side, you get Hertzberg. He talked about things such such, such as security, uh, policies, procedures, safety, so on and so forth. And both of them are really saying those things are not truly motivators. Now, what's interesting there is that money and job security come into those uh, categories. So what they're saying is that those aren't motivators. Without them, you're gonna feel miserable, and you're going to be unhappy but it doesn't stand to reason that if you get more of those things you're going to be exponentially more happy they both of those are saying that the things that truly make you happier such as um maslow kind of had like self-actualization like growth um, hertzberg he was talking about personal development a sense of status, a sense of autonomy, being able to choose your own direction, a sense of mission, these kind of in very intrinsic personal things where we're growing as people, things that meet our values, they're motivators. You'll always keep striving for those. The rest is just a case of not being in the crap, basically. Um, if you think, uh, my favorite one for this is, you know, rap. you have rappers and when they first start out, they talk about how they were really poor, and but then they made all this money and then the rap game, and they seem really happy. And you think, oh, that's great. He's gone from poor and now he has money. He can afford things. No wonder he's feeling happier. The mistake those people make is they think, well, I had nothing and I made a load of money. And when I had nothing I was miserable. And now I've got money I'm not miserable, I'm happier. If I make even more money, I'll become even more happier. And then by the fifth album they're just unsufferable. and more money didn't make them happy like spoiler alert um, that's basically what these guys are saying um, so that's the truncated version and um, Dan Pink does a great video I think with the RSA the animated videos on YouTube if you look it up he did a, a superb video he was talking about experiments where they paid people to do tasks and actually paying them more money didn't make them any uh, more motivated in fact it kills motivation so if you think that charging more is going to make you happy it, it won't he was talking about three things he spoke about autonomy mastery and purpose so autonomy the ability to choose your own direction so
1: as freelancers we've got pretty much we're we're all over the autonomy
0: yeah that's all good it's good and you'll like this one katie he was talking about people who work for um google so you know google had their their two days a month or whatever to work on their projects linux people who work with linux so these People and he, and he gets very animated in the video. He said, These people have jobs, they're highly skilled, they're well paid, they're short on time, and they spend hours and hours of their spare time giving away their expertise for free. Why do these people do it? <laughs> and he said, The reason why they do it is they're, they have this space where they can work on the projects that really excite and engage them, and because they've chosen to work on them rather than being told, Go do this. Of course, they find it hugely motivating. Um, He also talks about um, mastery. So I I mentioned growth before. So they get to enhance their skills by doing this stuff. So um, anything that improves your skill sets or helps you grow as a person is motivating, but also a sense of purpose in what you do as well. So you mentioned your why at the beginning. These people have a purpose. Silicon Valley, they all have this greater vision. No one's just selling tech. <laughs> you know. People, they're, they're changing the world. They're connecting the world. Uh, Steve Jobs wanted to put a dink in the universe. Like you say, you don't need to do anything as big as that, but um, purpose will help as well. So if you think about why people volunteer, I mentor with a, with a charity, the Albert Kennedy Trust. I don't get paid. It takes up my time. Yet I'm energized and happy for it. I've chosen to do it autonomy, mastery and flexing my skills in a different area and of course I'm really attached to the mission of the charity which gives me a huge sense of purpose so anything that does that in your working life is going to help you and like you say if you feel disconnected from those things you're going to find it very demotivating.
1: And I think the mastery element as well I think you know one of the biggest motivation killers is boredom like yes. if you feel bored or stagnated or if you're not feeling challenged then that's that can make it really hard to want to do anything even if it's actually a really simple task if it's really boring for you because you're not being challenged then that can be
0: like really hard to overcome for the motivation yeah and if you just take on work that doesn't excite you you might think oh well, it pays well but it's a bit mind-numbing you could probably do that in the short term and it might be worth it in the short term to get a few extra quid but if you keep taking on work like that you're gonna dent your motivation pretty quickly yeah and the thing i love about freelancing is the
1: fact that you can keep challenging yourself like the jobs that i've left in the past i've left because they've become too easy and there hasn't really been an, an obvious way for me to grow within that company there's not been an obvious kind of progression I mean that's I don't care about that sort of stuff but like you know personal pr- progression well who within, decides what progress looks yeah like, exactly yeah. I didn't care about having an important title or something but there wasn't as any more I couldn't there wasn't anything else I could do to kind of keep challenging myself and grow even more with freelancing you can just keep doing it all the time you can switch things up and and i think for me that really helps with the motivation is the is the kind of the knowledge that i can just change it and i can add a different service or i can do something i can learn a new skill that i can then start offering or i can take on a different type of client or i could do a different type of training and that's really exciting and i think that's why freelancing actually as much as it's uh, a lot of freelancing stuff can cause a lack of motivation The good thing is you've also got the tools to be able to change you that really easily yeah, yeah
0: totally and sometimes you grow when you don't want to because a client or customer will chuck oh, something away. oh yeah every time and you'll grow so this is why as you say it's tough but this is why people do it Yeah. the other one I'll mention because he's quite famous as well me Hi chick send me Hi. which I saw this written down and I was just like <laughs> I really can't wait for you to pronounce this it's just like a
1: lot of fa- a lot of consonants yeah the, together. there
0: he's check there the, there is a video on youtube that is just the pronunciation it's just a check <laughs> Uh-huh. telling you how to pronounce his name. Let's do it again. Uh Mihai Chick Cs- send me high. There you go. There we go. That's kind of Chick Send Um that's who he he, he talked he's the guy that talked about flow. So you've ever heard about someone talking about being in a state of flow, that's him. Uh-huh. And what he was saying was um if we have too little stress or too little challenge in our lives, we feel frustrated and bored. You said boredom was a frustration killer? see you know this stuff yeah. um, that, that's why boredom is demotivating yeah you need, yeah you and him good chums, um, that's why you need enough pressure, so a top tip that I actually read in a different book recently by David Rock suggests that if you're struggling to get motivated, imagine the outcomes, like try and visualise the bad things that will happen if you don't do the work or don't do the work now, he said that will activate enough stress hormones, just enough in your body to put a rocket under you and get you going, <laughs> so he said that's a great way of doing it, uh, the other thing me send me. I said was um, obviously too much stress is not good for you either so he talked about that middle zone the optimum zone there's enough challenge that it actually stretches us and motivates us but he also said in there we need a bit of uh, enough support as well so we need that great balance between um, challenge but also our capabilities So where our resources match the challenge that are in front of us and he just described a number of things that will keep us in that state of flow and he said things again like growth things that are rewarding and he also talked about things that are intrinsically rewarding to you so you know the activities whereby you just get stuck in them and you lose track of time and you're just in the flow and you're just with or you're going away yeah. and you're like,
1: sometimes I forget yeah. to have lunch which I mean I really like eating so that's yeah. what I know <laughs> <laughs>
0: or so, so I've forgotten to have breakfast before and it's like <laughs> how did I get to three o'clock without breakfast that's the kind of thing and he says that's when you're in the state of flow so try and um, create the circumstances are going to do it there's more to it than that I can't spell it but you'll find it on the internet talk about flow states you'll find it so Katie I was going to ask you You, you um, I know you work, speak to dozens and dozens of freelancers every week Um what do you think some of the big motivation killers are? Because I know you hear a lot of people's challenges. Yeah, so I think,
1: well, the the one we've mentioned, obviously, the boredom. Actually, surprisingly, that's not something that people mention very often, but I think it's almost a secret motivation killer. I think a lot of people don't realise that, that one of the reasons that they are feeling unmotivated is because they're not being challenged enough. Because I think people probably feel under pressure and stressed and so they think oh I've got plenty of challenge but actually in the day to day work that they're doing might not be giving them enough of that growth mastery stimulation that they yeah. need but I don't know if people are actually aware of that so I think that'd be really interesting if people are listening to think about when the next feeling a lack of motivation to actually think about actually is it is it a challenge and actually one way to kind of I suppose find that out would be if they tried having a go at something a bit new and challenging and felt quite motivated by that that might be a signal that perhaps that was something that was missing
0: yeah that's a really good point actually That you're you've got a challenge on your hand in terms of the volume of work that you've got but you're not getting that growth and stimulation by yeah the nature yeah of the so it's a different type of challenge isn't it yeah so, so according so to so so me high there that's kind of like pressure not yeah <laughs> not exactly flow. pressure not flow yeah yeah
1: so I think there's that and then I think there's the, the lack of clarity sometimes on what you want to do. So sometimes when you're freelance, there's this kind of, like I think I said at the beginning, a bit of an overwhelm of all the stuff that you could do. need to do and could do. And sometimes you're, motive, you're, lack, you're not motivated because it seems so impossible to do. So how could you possibly summon up all the, all the energy to get started on that? And it's something that I mentioned, I think in episode four, it was when we talked about procrastination, and one of the things that you can do for that is if, if you've got a big kind of project or if you've got lots of work on and you're just feeling a bit unmotivated because you're not sure where to start, then one of the things is just to work out what's the next step I need to take. And getting really clear on that can all of a sudden make it much more accessible. So rather than, again, just using an example from my world, design website for client, Pretty big. I, I might, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that that might be quite hard to get motivated for because it seems like a really big project, it seems it's going to take a lot of time, you know, there's a few tasks in there that might be a bit dull as part of that project, so, you know, maybe I won't really want to start that and I want to try and start something that's a bit more interesting and exciting, but if I break it down into the tasks I need to do, then it makes it much more accessible. And if I don't need to do them in any particular order, if I've broken them down, I can even start with the shiny tasks first and the fun ones and do some of the design stuff first. And then once I've kind of got into that website, what I find is then I just want to make everything else work as well. So finding the way into a big project by identifying either the next action or identifying a small action that you can take to stop it from kind of being so amorphous. The example I think I mentioned in um, episode four was from a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen, which is great for procrastination, but actually he talks about flow as well and motivation. Um, so it might be worth looking at if, if motivation is something you struggle with as well. And he talks about getting your car serviced. And if the next item on your list, to-do list is service car, you might think, okay, that's a valid to-do list item. But actually, if you had a spare hour In the afternoon, could you actually go and service your car yourself? Probably not. So the next actions are actually find the number for the garage or find a garage that will service it, ring the garage, get the car booked into the garage, take the car to the garage, and then only then can the car get serviced. So actually, finding a number, well, it's not hard to summon up the motivation to find a number. Even in my worst days, I could Google what the number for a garage was. Having a conversation with someone, okay, maybe that's a bit more daunting if you're feeling rubbish and wanting to hide from the world, like we talked about in the isolation episode. But still, you could probably sum it up and actually by breaking it down, it makes it a lot more accessible. So I think the lack of clarity on what's next or too big and unwieldy a project is one thing. And then I think going back to what we said before, not being clear about the benefits and why you're doing it. But I think it can be it can sometimes feel like, oh, I need to wait until I've got the willpower or oh, I, I could do this, but I don't have the willpower to do it. And there's something you, Michelle, said to me, um, I think I'm talking about food at that point, that really resonated with me. And you said, it's not that you don't have a, have a lack of willpower to eat healthily, it's just your willpower to eat the donut is stronger. And, yeah. that, and, and so that's the case with some of the other things with motivation as well. So if it's not sometimes you might say oh I haven't got enough willpower to get started and it's actually you've got willpower it's just it's stronger to stay stay where you are yeah Yeah. stay where you are and, and to do something else rather than to do that so looking at it from that perspective what is it that is drawing you towards the other thing yeah and and how can you kind of relate something from that to the other work that you need to do as well so if you're spending a lot of your time on social media rather than doing some client project work what's the benefit you're getting from being on social media and why is that more motivating for you are you looking for that connection and if so can you find that connection in order to then tick that need so that you can then kind of free up a bit more mental space yeah if you find social
0: media say if it gives you connection or if it just gives fun or it's just interesting yeah. whatever that other motivation to do the other thing is as you say connect it back to the thing that you're trying try to and be bring doing. it back into what you're doing knowing what you it comes back to knowing what you need which is yeah. a bit of a theme in a lot of these, yeah, isn't
1: it i think so so i think they're some of the reasons that people can sort of lose their motivation. Um, and I mean, sometimes you just get a bit knackered and you just want to chill out. And like, Sometimes that's right. That's like the, the really brutally honest thing is that sometimes that's what happens. You work, you tend to work really hard as a freelancer. Sometimes you might work late nights to get stuff done to a deadline. And, and
0: sometimes you just want a bit of a break. And actually sometimes a lack of motivation is a signal from your brain to say that we just need a rest, yeah. you, either mentally yeah. or, or physically. And yeah. I think that's fine as well. Um, sometimes I think you can lose your motivation if if maybe you receive criticism or something goes wrong like you run your flow and then someone chucks a spanner in the works Um, and that is hard to find your motivation I think once that happens and I think it's okay to have a little I don't know grieving period when that spanner spanner gets chucked in the trick is just to recognize when it's time to appropriate time to lift yourself out and I think knowing when you work best
1: can really help as well I think we've talked about this before but you know are you a morning person are you an afternoon person Like I know I work best in the evenings so if I'm struggling in the day sometimes I'll just be like oh do you know what I could spend three hours doing this now, or I could do it in half an hour this evening. I'm just going to do something else now, and I'm going to do that this evening because I know I work better then. So, knowing when I work best helps. Um, and I think knowing what, yeah, knowing when I need a break and knowing that I will need breaks sometimes. So, if I've got back to back meetings, I mean, I actually think I'm quite an extrovert in a lot of ways, but if I've got back to back meetings over three days, or if I'm doing training for a few days in a row, I know that at the end of that, I'm going to need to have at least half a day where I'm not doing anything that requires a lot of willpower or motivation. Nothing too challenging. You know, maybe, yeah, watching some nice YouTube videos or something like that. Like, I can deliberately schedule in those times to allow myself to recuperate and recharge so that then by the afternoon, I'm ready to go again.
0: Yeah, and if you try to motivate you in that recuperation period, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard to get into that way of working i
1: think because it's so so different to what we have in most kind of yeah. employed work environments yeah, yeah like um you know somebody was saying to me the other day that in their previous job they they weren't even allowed to watch videos of trade conferences that related to the work that they were doing in company time like they were expected to do that in their own time because it was just seen as a waste of time watching, sitting around and watching videos. And that was actually really relevant for their development. You know, reading around articles about stuff, that's all really relevant, but it's sometimes seen as a bit of a soft skill. Nice or, to do. Yeah, yeah. a luxury. But it actually helps towards your development. And actually, from what you were saying earlier, it can probably help to challenge some of those uh, learning and, and skill development areas that can help us to feel more motivated. Definitely. Um, so then, if we lose our motivation, if if you know we've if we're bored or if we've had a bit of a setback, what can we do,
0: Michelle, to get it back? Oh, how do we get it back? That's it's so hard to get your mojo back once it once we feel it's slipping away. Um, well, I think we have both got some tips on this. I think one of the things for me is. One of the first things I would do, I would change my physiological state, like literally make a physical change in your body. So it could just be standing up, working, standing up, it could be going for a walk, um, it might be having a nap if you generally are shattered, and that's where it's coming from. I find if I haven't slept well, I'm more productive and motivated if I nap when I'm tired, even if a short one, and then I'm, I'm back ready to go, or perhaps rehydrating, just Move, do something. If you stay sat in that slump, the motivation ain't gonna hit you. That'd be one of mine. <laughs> yeah, if you want something to change, you have to change something. Yeah, change yeah. your physical state, yeah. and the other stuff will change too.
1: And I think the other thing that I, for, for me, something again, is a quick win is to put some music on. Yeah. So you know, I've I've got a few few playlists that I have to hand for if I'm feeling a bit nah. that's that's the official word uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> then. I just put the playlist on, and, and like, they don't always work, but a lot of the time, it's just that extra kind of burst of energy I need to get me started. Um, if anyone watches Grey's Anatomy, then the the scene of um Meredith and Christina where they dance it out, um, big big fan of that. So they just put on some ridiculous music, and they just dance dance around to it. But yeah, they changes their energy levels. It gets them moving. So I think for me, putting some music on to that that's kind of energizing and, happy tunes. and just yeah something that makes me kind of go yeah okay yeah i feel that i feel good it's all you know um again to, to help me to move because i'm not somebody that really likes moving of their own volition so with the music there, it helps me
0: music's a big one isn't it as well i think you should ask for help as well if you need it um i think if you get stuck or you're feeling a lack of motivation sometimes Bouncing off ideas off other people. will. I was about to say bouncing off other people. Don't off other people. <laughs> well, that would probably work too. So we changing your it. physical state. It would, yeah. No, bounce some ideas off other people. <laughs> and quite often hearing someone else's advice can be very motivating. Don't stay stuck on your own if you need... It. It's not always practical if people aren't there, but definitely get some help as well. And that's, I think, one of the good things about freelance folk is that, yeah,
1: if you're feeling a bit uninspired and a bit stuck, a lot of people say that coming along and just spending time working alongside and chatting to other people... Really reinvigorates them because they just needed that extra kind of boost of confidence or someone to go, "Oh, do you know what? that's really interesting. Like there was a lady that came along um on Friday uh, to one of the sessions, and she makes uh, she does cupcakes by post so she does like corporate ones and branded ones and you know ones for different occasions, and she sends them out. And when she was there, she was kind of she would, people asked what she did to it. Uh, cupcakes and we were all like what do you mean uh cupcakes what like, cupcakes that's amazing and actually she would said you know uh, I felt a bit weird about it because like I always think of a freelancer as like someone who's a creative you know web design or graphic designer or or like a writer or something and she said I don't feel like I really fit into any of those molds but she said it was so nice actually hearing how enthusiastic everybody was and she felt really like buzzed afterwards about having come along and spoken to people and kind of be like no you are that is a valid job you can be excited about yeah it. you absolutely. know it's okay
0: encouragement and reward
1: again is really yeah, motivating isn't yeah, it Yeah, exactly so I think I think that speaking to other people thing definitely um and I think as well I think just yeah, like you, say, you, you, you said before just do something just, yeah. just do something so if you can get out and speak to people great but don't go okay well I can't actually get out and speak to people so I'm just stuck being unmotivated forever um, one of the things I do that kind of links to the music is I've got several 15 minute playlists on Spotify and I do what I call a 15 minute dash so for 15 minutes I put that on and it is yeah quite energising tunes so I'll put that on and I will just do something for 15 minutes it might not even be to do with work you know if I'm just feeling like oh I can't do anything I just want to like sit around and watch Netflix in my pyjamas and become a massive freelance cliche then pop you know, say okay for fifteen minutes. I'm gonna tidy the house, or I'm gonna do something, or I'm gonna do some planning, or I'm gonna just do something for fifteen yeah. minutes. And actually, once once you start doing it for fifteen minutes, chances are you kind of want to keep going for a bit
0: longer. And then you would think, okay, well I've done that. I may as well do this now. Yeah, the studies that show as well, even if it's work related, just do the first ten minutes of yeah. your work task set your timer say like a pomodoro timer or something do the get 10 minutes into your task and actually by the time you're 10 minutes in you should keep going so as you're quite right it comes back to do something then the motivation follows
1: yeah and actually yesterday i was updating the freelance book website and i was like right okay i'm just going to work for another like half an hour and then at nine o'clock i'm going to go to bed and watch a trashy movie um and I think I stayed up well I don't want to say how late I stayed up because it was really late hours later
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like when
1: well, you know when they're doing the movies and they kind of do the like wavy montage, time yeah. like, doo, 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 several hours later <laughs> um, but I just I just got really into it like you say like and I'd only meant to just do a, a quick bit and, and I was really like ready to go and watch something and just really kind of chill out. I don't like generally working and then going straight to bed because I find my mind still racing at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, but I just, I just got so into it. I was like, Oh, Oh, I could just change this. Or I could just add this. I could just do this and I ended up spending loads of time on it and it needed doing. So it wasn't a distraction. Like it, I'd been, it'd been on my list for
0: ages. So I think like you say that just getting started yeah. is the biggest barrier, definitely so definitely i think i think the the other one is if you are putting really are putting something off and you're really struggling for motivation the final thing i would say is just check in with yourself are you putting something off is it a lack of motivation or are you putting things off for a reason? Is there something there, like, something difficult, something you're avoiding? And my suggestion would be try and tackle the thing that deep down you know you're avoiding. It's not really a motivation question. You're trying to hide from something. Tackle the thing head on and your motivation should come back. And you'll get such a huge sense of achievement. And relief. The death, especially yeah, if it's been on your definitely. mind for so long as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure some of my
1: motivations are putting things off because I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Or, oh, I'm scared to ask that question. So that's definitely. I think I've just answered my own question, in fact, of the of the of what, what my kind of tip would be if I was to do just one thing from today's podcast. It probably would be what we've just said is actually look at what I'm avoiding yeah. and look at what
0: I'm putting off and why I'm doing it. I think, I think one thing, I think the big one for me is just do something. I think you get such a, you feel so unproductive and so lazy sometimes if you let the lack of motivation hold you back. So my, my one takeaway would be just start, just start something and the motivation should follow. At very least you'll be further ahead than if you'd done nothing. And that in itself, those little wins are really motivating. That's true. And actually one of the things that is, I'm going to be a do as I say, not as I do here, but like. If you've
1: if you have been a bit lazy and if you have kind of like whittled away your time and not felt very productive, just don't beat yourself up about it too much. Or Write the rest of the day off. Oh, yeah, I've done nothing for yeah, four hours. Yeah. It's a write off. Exactly. No, no, get stuck in. Get yeah. stuck in. So like don't you know that that's in the past and move forwards. I'm, I'm trying to be better about that. I'm not quite <laughs> there yet, but I think that's one thing. Sod just, it mentality. Just, that's yeah, what we call that. Exactly. Don't, have don't have a solid mentality. Don't have a solid mentality, and don't beat yourself up because you can still get stuff done today, tomorrow, whenever you, you know
0: at some point you will get it done because you need to yeah, absolutely. Well, look, that's all from us for today. I think we've covered quite a lot. We've looked at different types of motivation, some of the problems that we have in motivation, and more importantly, what you can do about it. We've mentioned quite a few good books and uh, videos and things today as well, so do check some of those out. If you would like to know more about some of the books or the videos we've mentioned today or the authors, or if you'd just like to pick our brains about the subjects of motivation, you can do so. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Michelle at dive deep, D-E-V-P, dive deep depth Uh, (laughs) it's short for my business name and Katie I'm at The Wheel Exists on Twitter and all
1: good social media platforms and if you want to catch any of our future episodes then do subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your shows and we hope to see you next time on 99 Problems But A Boss Ain't One